usually talk about bedrock truths. And there's some that I, and I, I try to do this all the time because I want to get it into you and get it into me too, because faith comes by hearing. If I hear myself say it, I'm going to believe it more. And if, I, and if you hear yourself say it, you're going to believe it more. So say this. Uh, number one, God cannot, God cannot lie. Number two, his word is true. And we could trust in him. Number three, Jesus is the same. Yesterday, come on, outside voice. Yesterday, today, and forever. And number four, as he is, so are we. Woo! All right, there you go. Yeah, get your outside voice on. You're allowed to yell in church. Glory to God. So I've been on a um, kind of hunting a rabbit, and, and I've been on this little um, series, and I can't get away from it. And it's cool because I'm, I'm getting all these things. So by way of review, the first one I was talking about was be blessed, you favorite of the Lord. And based on Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 6, it says uh, in New Living, wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. When you get your mind, because we're supposed to, you know, what is it? Romans 12, 1. Uh, it says to, to remove your mind. No, renew your mind, right? Renew it. Renew it. Renew it. So wherever you go. Whatever you do, you'll be blessed. So wherever you go, whatever you do, get your mind set. You know what? Wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing right now, it's going to turn out to be a blessing for me. It may, it may not look good right now, but I'm telling you, it is going to turn out to be a blessing for me. Deuteronomy 30 verse 9. Uh, the Lord your God will make you successful in everything that you do. Everything. So don't be afraid to step out. Right? Genesis 24, 1, Abraham was now a very old man, and the Lord blessed him in every way. God wants to bless you in every way. Why? Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing wanted, nothing needed. Woo! I want it. Psalms 5, verse 11, it says, for you, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Favor? Come on. Favor opens up doors that no man can close. <laughs> favor will close doors out that, that no man can open. He says, you will uh, bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. So we thank God for his blessing. We thank him for his favor. And uh, come on, and we have them both. And, uh, and a preacher said this, I am presently blessed and I am permanently blessed. When you start saying that every day, I thank you, Lord, that I am pleasantly, presently presently blessed and i am permanently blessed come on that covers come on that covers today and tomorrow does it not and then today and tomorrow today and tomorrow uh, and all your other tomorrows that are coming hallelujah then we went to a new level and we realized that god's mind is on increase and he wants to increase us yes he does he doesn't want aren't you glad he didn't leave us where he found us glory to god yeah. How many people enjoy eating spam? No. <laughs> no. He's, uh, come on. And, and, and so he wants us to increase and he uses people to fulfill his purpose. And so we realize that being faithful where we are is the key to getting us to the next level. It's key. Being faithful. And, you know, I was, I, I was um, last week. I was talking, I got so pulled off my 
um, where I thought I was going, but it was where I needed to be because I ended up giving my testimony of, of being faithful where God called you to be. And I've been, you know, I've been serving this ministry for close to 30 years. And people say, wow, why didn't you quit? Or are you still here? <laughs> where am I going to go? <laughs> Glory to God. No. Yeah. Oh, I'm, come on now, say that again. Glory to God. Huh? <laughs> so, so being faithful is, is a key to getting us to the next level. And we realize that David was anointed to become king, but there was a time in a few years before it came to pass. And there's going to be a time in years before the fulfillment of what God's called you to do uh, will come to pass, right? David was a future king, but his present full-time job was tending sheep. Sometimes, you know, because God has given you a dream and a vision, but right now you might be tending sheep as your job. Well, be faithful where you are and you won't be there that long because God will move you. And realize God's vision for you is not determined by your current circumstances. Ha! Come on. Yeah, because we all go through stuff. But if you know that whatever I do is going to turn out for my good, even in the middle of my stuff, it's still going to work out for me. It's going to work out for you. So God's vision for you is not determined by your current circumstances. And learn to embrace the mundane routine or the dailiness of daily. Every day, yeah, come in and do the thing. Come on, we've been living in, in Groundhog Day for how long? <laughs> Glory to God. What are we going to do today? Same thing we did yesterday. <laughs> Hallelujah. But then the Spirit of the Lord comes on you. And as a result, on Saul, in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6, it says, The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you shall prophesy with them, and you'll be turned into another man or another person. When you get born again, filled with the Spirit, what happens? You get turned into another person. I get turned into another person. Oh, my goodness. But my personality didn't change. My, what I did changed a lot. And it was really, it, it was, and not me doing the changing. My want to's changed. I just didn't want to do that stuff that I was doing anymore. My personality was the same. When I was partying, I thought you couldn't hear me. People say, you're loud. No, I thought you couldn't hear me. So I go, Evelyn, how you doing? Are you having a good time? And so um, I'm changing to another man. I'm still yelling. I'm still loud. Need healing? <laughs> Lord God. <laughs> How's your ears? Yeah. What? <laughs> but you'll be changing to another person. I run into some band friends of mine back in Ontario, and they just look and say, wow, man. Dude, <laughs> you changed. <laughs> but it's cool. And we get to jam together and stuff, and they say, so how, you know, how's the ministry? I said, man, it's good. We got a seat for you up here. Come on up. <laughs> it's awesome. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, it says, rise and shine for the light has come. Your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. That's what happens. When, come on. The glory's on you. When you're walking in the glory and you know that you are, 
you expect things to change. And if it don't, you're expecting things to change. If it don't look like it, you're still expecting things to change. Just because it doesn't look like it doesn't change, it doesn't change the, the fact. The fact is that everything you touch will prosper. Everywhere the sole of your feet goes, God has given you the land. Mm-hmm. First Samuel chapter, I'm still doing review. First, uh, chapter, uh, first Samuel chapter 10, verse 7. It says, let it be. And I sang last week. I'm not doing it this week. When these signs, Paul, sorry. When these signs come upon you, it says that you do as occasion serves you, for God is with you. The New Living says, and after these signs take place, do what must be done, for God is with you. When you know that God is with you, and he's, and he said, because he's going to send you into assignments, impossible situations. Why? Because if it's impossible, he's going to do it. He will make it possible. Amen. Let's get into some stuff. Um, and, uh, <laughs> First Samuel chapter 17. Let's go there. Woo! Let's talk about David and a couple other guys that we're going to hit on. Um, First Samuel 17, verse 29. Verse 29. And it says, and David said, what have I... Not- what have I now done? Is there not a cause? See, we need to be work- looking for a cause. Is there not a cause? Don't you have a cause? Don't you have a purpose? God has called you to do something. Every single one of us has been called to do something. Is there not a cause? Look for your cause. In other words, is there not a purpose? Yes, sir. Uh, let's jump over to uh, chapter 30, or verse 33 in, in Samuel 17. We're just going to hit some highlights. Yeah. And Saul said to David, verse 33, You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with them, for you are but a youth, and the man, and he a man from a, of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy, Come on, now here's, here's faithful. Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and he took a lion out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him, delivered it out of his mouth. He went and got the 99. He left the 99 and went and got the one, didn't he? Huh. Verse 35, I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. Okay, have you seen a lion? Pictures, their teeth are like crazy. And he delivered that out of his mouth. You stick your hand in the mouth of a lion? Go ahead. I will film it for you. He says, uh, I delivered it out of his mouth. When he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Wow. And verse 36, thy servant slew the, both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing as he defied the armies of the living God. And then verse 37, David said, moreover, moreover, more, because he was just doing a testimony, then all of a sudden the Spirit of the Lord came for moreover. When you start doing your, what God has called you to do, the moreover is going to engulf you. And you'll be sitting back on, <laughs> and not only that, 
He said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out. Do you see where, you can see where things shifted. And he's just going, oh yeah, hey, we're, we're into this thing now. He said, he'll deliver me out of the hand of the Philistines. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with you. Why? He saw that the Lord was with him. And people could see when the Lord is with you. How? In the midst of a heavy-duty situation, you got peace? You're smiling? You're laughing? You're doing your daily, day-to-day thing? You're not being overwhelmed by what's going on? Why? Because you're, you're, you're a situation changer. You have moreover all, all over you. Amen. <laughs> Verse 45. David said to the Philistine, you come with me, (laughs) you come to me with a sword and a spear and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defied. This day, come on, he didn't say tomorrow, he said this day, the Lord will deliver me into, deliver you into my hand, I will smite you, I'll take your head from you, I'm going to show you how to get ahead in life. I will give the carcass. I, look at all the I wills he, he said here. I will give the carcass of the, of the host of the Philistines this day into the fowls of the air, unto the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. What happened? His ministry just went all, uh, worldwide. All the earth is going to know. All the earth is going to know the exploits that you do. When you get your expectation out there and you start, is there not a cause? Yes, there is. You have one. And it's worldwide. Woo! And all, verse 47, all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with a sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's. All we got to do is show up. It's his battle. It's his fight. Jehoshaphat, stand and see. Stand, and you will see the salvation of the Lord for you. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Glory to God. In Philippians 2.13, New Living, it says, For God is working in you, and he's the one that gives you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. He gives you the desire. He gives you the power to do it. So what do you do? Show up. You can't do if you don't show. Yeah, that was fresh. This just came. Yeah, it did. Thank you. Uh, Romans 8.37 in the complete Jewish translation, it says, knowing all these things, we are super conquerors through the one who loved us. We are super conquerors. It's, you know, and the King James says more than conquerors, but I like super conqueror because it's biggie, biggie sized. On your conquer, conqueration. There's a word for you, right? <laughs> a preacher said this God is not going to promote you because you have a dream. No. He's going to promote you because you've maximized where you are, so now you're ready to go to the next level. Right? Because you have a dream is good, but if you're not faithful, Serving where you are, it's not going to propel you to your dream. 
Every place that the, the sole of your feet are, every position that you have, every step that you take is a building block towards the ministry that he's called you to change the world worldwide. But as you're faithful where you are, you learn so much stuff. I've learned so many things in this ministry because I worked basically every department. Right? Which makes me, you know, it's job security. Glory to God. <laughs> but it's good. I've learned so much that I can help other people. Right? Hmm. So, here we go. What happens next? Title of the message, called to service. Called to service. Why? Because you're faithful where you are. Now God wants to call you to your next level. And uh, we're going to go to, uh, we're going to talk about Joshua for a minute. In Deuteronomy chapter 34, please. Called to service. <clears throat> In Deuteronomy 34, uh, verse 9, it says, Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. Moses laid his hands upon him. And the children of Israel hearkened, or they listened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Now, uh, we are going to drop down to Joshua chapter 1. Now, after, so realize this. Here's the setup. Moses laid hands on his assistant to carry him to this next level. Now, verse Joshua 1.1, now after the death of Moses, okay, the servant of the, of the, the Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the, that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister. What was he known as? Oh, you're the guy that ministers to Moses. People come up to me, oh, you're that guy that hangs around Pastor Gary Hooper for years, years and years. Then they found out what my name is. Oh, you're the drummer that hangs out with Pastor Gary Hooper. <laughs> oh, you're that loud guy that hangs out with Pastor Gary Hooper. Yeah, that's me. Verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over to the Jordan, you and all this people, that the land which I do give to them, uh, even to the children of Israel. Now he's going worldwide. Every, why? Because he's faithful. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you, as I said unto Moses. Verse 5. There shall not be any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage. Be strong and of a good courage. Now, you think about this. Um, you wouldn't need courage if, you had an, if there was an opportunity to be discouraged. Right? Why is he saying, you, be, come on, be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shall you divide um, for an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only, verse 7, only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from, uh, turn not from it from the, uh, to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper. Where, whithersoever, wherever you go. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, 
Why? So you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. Why? For then you shall make your way prosperous. You will make your way as you meditate, and then shall you have good success. Prosperity and success comes from meditation on the word. Verse 9, have I not commanded you to be strong and of a good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. But how many times did he tell them, be strong, be courageous, be strong, be courageous. God is with you. Why? Because it's worldwide. It's a big, big assignment that he's got. All right? So how did, how did Joshua get to this place and, and uh, his preparation time and the backstory for him? And that's back in Exodus chapter 17, King James, Exodus 17, verse 8. Then came Amalek and fought in, in, with Israel and, and Rephidim. Uh, verse 9, Moses said unto Joshua, he trusted him. He says, choose out men to go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in his hand. So Joshua did as Moses said. Bing! Joshua did as Moses said. Follow your leader. I know. And he fought with Amalek. Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed. When he laid down his hands, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy and they took a stone and they put it under him and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands. They, they grasped his hands. One on one side, one on the other. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited. Um, let's beat the stuffing out of. <laughs> Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said to Moses, write this, listen, write this for a, memorial, for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. Why? Because he's going to need to hear this. So he's given his, he's given his guy, Moses, these instructions on how to how to prepare Joshua for such a big, huge calling, right? And in um, verse 12 where it says, his, eye, uh, his hands were steady until going down into the sun. Steady means they were firm, secure, faithful, set in office. He was in his place. Now, if Moses was out fighting those guys, who's going to be in Moses' place? I taught this years and years ago with, you know, follow your leader, right? The funnel of unsuccess. And, and at, the, at the top of the funnel is open and it's big. And it's all these mandates from God coming down. And, and the, but, the, but the nozzle is very, very narrow, which means not a lot of the mandates are getting through. Why? Because the leader is, is trying to work all of this stuff out. And we need to, when we all come together and we all start to... Um, participate and be faithful where we are, we open up that neck. Things happen. So, um, number one, Moses had total confidence in Joshua, picking out Abram men for the task uh, at hand. He had total faith in that. Number two, Aaron and her saw that their leader needed their help and their support. Look around. If you know that your leader needs help or support, um, they did something to fix the problem and give their leaders rest 
a stone so he could sit down. And then they held his hands up. Number three, when everyone was in their proper position, Israel prevailed and became stronger. See, when everybody is doing what they're called to do, this church becomes very strong. And you become very strong in what you're doing. And number four, Moses rehearsed these steps in the years of Joshua, knowing that he will need this process when he becomes a leader. Number five, giving God all the glory is most important. Why? Because God is the one that's going to do it. And there's a progression in this. It's just a thumbnail sketch, but, in the process, but the process is still the same. He served. He served. He served. Um, Exodus chapter 24, please. I feel like I'm talking to the leaders. Actually, I am. Praise the Lord. It's cool. Exodus 24, verse 12. <laughs> the Lord said unto Moses, come up to me to the mount and be there. And I will give you tables of stone and a law and commandments, which I've written that you may teach them. And Moses rose up and his minister. See his minister. Moses went up into the Mount of God and he said to <laughs> verse 14, and he said to the elders, tarry you here for us until we come again unto you and behold, Aaron and her are with you. And if any man have any matters to do, let him come to them. Them who? Them elders. We have elders in this church. Stand up. Elders. Look around at the people that are standing up. Um, periodically, they will call you. Thank you. Have a seat. Uh, periodically, they will call you. And it's not to um, get the 411 on you, but it's to, um, hey, do you have any needs? How can we pray for you? How are things going? Do you need to be encouraged? And if you do not have an elder, I, I strongly suggest you get one. Things are starting to open up now, so which means fellowships are going to start happening again. Yay. Yay. It's very cool. So, yeah. Tap into an elder. If you do not have an elder, get a hold of Shelly. And she, Shelly, this is Shelly. Everybody knows Shelly. Say hi, Shelly. And she can hook you up. Right? She, she can put you with an elder because you need to have one. It's just, it, it's, so, um, it's so important because the pastors are not going to always be there. I'm not always going to be there at your, at your beck and end call. I don't want to be. No, it's just, uh, well, what about me? <laughs> what about me? What about me? What about me? Numbers chapter 27. Uh, verse 18, the Lord said unto Moses, take Joshua, the son of Nun, the, a man in whom the spirit of, is the spirit and lay your hands upon him and set him before uh, Eliezer, the priest and before all the congregation and give him a charge in their sight. What was he doing? This is called a public commission. And then verse 20, you shall put some of your honor upon him and all the congregation. Oh. Yeah, and all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. God rewards the faithful. Amen. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 38. It says, But Joshua, the son of Nun, which stands before you, he shall go in there and encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit. He's going to be the one. But to encourage means to to fasten upon, to seize, to be strong, courageous, to strengthen, help him to conquer fear. 
In the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, encourage, to give, courage, to give courage to, to give or increase confidence of success, to inspire with courage and strength of mind. That's what he's called to do. And if, you, if you've been around pastor long enough, he will encourage you. I try to be an encourager. And then there's people in here that will encourage you at the drop of a hat. All you got to do is drop one. Bam, and they start encouraging you. Why? Because we're taught that from the top down, right? And so when, you know, when, don't forget your training. Encourage somebody. If you're feeling depressed and bummed out or something like that, man, go, go, go encourage somebody. Pick up the phone. You know what God did to me, did, said for me, said to me the other day? You know what I found out in the Bible the other day? It was so cool. You want to hear it? So do I. Praise the Lord. Uh, get your own. <laughs> there's, there's 66 books in this Bible. I'm sure you can find something to encourage yourself, encourage somebody else. You ever, you know, you ever do Bible roulette? Just open it up and just, bam. Sometimes it works. Sometimes I'll get a good word from me. But the one time I did it, and I ended up in Genesis, and it was Esau, and he was red and hairy all over. I thought, what are you trying to say? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, in the New Living Translation, it says, So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor for, or abandon you. Right? And, and so knowing that God is going to be with you all the time, he's not going to leave you. He's not going to leave you um, at all. At all. So I had to look up <laughs> strong in the Hebrew. And it says, to be strong, to strengthen, to take hold of. And it says that, that this verb is found 290 times in the Old Testament. This is from the Vines, um, the Vines uh, Dictionary. And the sense of personal strength, <laughs> get a hold of yourself, snap out of it. Be strong. Get a hold. Sometimes you got to do that. Because people start freaking out. Get a hold of yourself. Snap out of it. And sometimes we need to tell that to ourselves and give yourself a shake and take yourself to the mirror and say, okay, now listen. <laughs> to the mirror. I'm talking to you. Snap out of it. Get yourself together. Amen. Caleb, he's cool. Numbers chapter 13. Hallelujah. And for the sake of time, we're just going to jump down to uh, verse 30. Because prior to that, the, uh, um, <laughs> these rulers, one ruler from each tribe went to spy out the land. These are rulers. And they all came back with an evil report. There's giants in the land. But the worst part about it, it said that, um, where is that? Verse 33, we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come, from the, uh, come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so were, so were we in their sight. Who said that? 
Who told them that? Well, you know, that's what I thought. You know, you know. You ever ask somebody how they're doing? They say, well, you know. No, I don't. What I ask you? Well, you know, get out of here. But in verse 30, so here are these guys having this wine and cheese party. There's giants. Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. That's the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith will take over the spirit of wah, wah. Wambulance. Amen. <laughs> Numbers chapter 14. I like Caleb. They say that his, his name means raging with canine madness. In other words, that dude, there's no quit. Too legit to quit. Ha. Huh. In Numbers chapter 14, verses 8 and 9, Caleb speaking, he said, If the Lord delights in us, then he'll bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only rebel you not against the Lord, neither fear you the people of the land, for they're bread for us. These giants are bread for us. They're too big to miss. Come on. Their defense has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. When you know the Lord is with you, who's going to mess with you? Get your head up. Get your head up. <laughs> he says, fear them not. In verse 24, but my, Caleb, my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and has wholly followed me, him I'm going to bring into the land whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. Speaking of us. Come on. Where are the seed of the not to be messed with? <laughs> Don't push me. I'm close to the edge. <laughs> Glory. Joshua chapter 14. Um, <laughs> uh, get out of there. <laughs> All right, Joshua 14, verse 6. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of uh, whatever, um, said unto him, you know, you know the thing that the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning me and you and Kadesh Barnea? Verse 7, 40 years old when I, when, when, uh, 40 years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kardash Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in my heart. He believed what God said. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. Verse 9, and, and Moses swore unto uh, that day, surely the land which your feet have trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever. Why? Because you've wholly followed the Lord, my God. Verse 10, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years. Even since the Lord spoke this word unto Moses and the children of Israel, and they wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. The man is 85 years old. 
Verse 11, and yet as I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now. For it war both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Give me my stuff. Are you bold enough to say that? Yes, you are. Give me my mountain. Come on, speak to those mountains that are messing with you. Why? Because they're bread for you. Caleb. Mm-hmm. Man. Can you add a few more verses? All right. Um, Elijah and Elisha. Elijah was the one that went and served Elisha. And he was known as a guy that poured hands on his, he was known as a guy that poured hands on his master. Oh, you're Elisha. You're the guy that poured your water on the hands of your master, Elijah. That's all he was known for. It's like, oh, that's great. Um, Second Kings. Chapter 6, please. This is a cool story. <clears throat> um, we're going to take it in um, verse 15. Second Kings chapter six, verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God has risen early and gone forth, behold, a host uh, come past the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, alas. Now, if you're going to freak out, I'm sure alas is not going to come out of your mouth. Oh, alas. Master. I love it. <laughs> Alas, my master, how shall we do? What are we going to do? And then he answered, he said, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that, that be with them. They were surrounded. And Elisha prayed and said, I pray thee, open thee his eyes that he may see. The Lord opened his eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Bam. So, there's a reminder in that. In 2 Corinthians 4.18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are what? Temporal, subject to change, but the things which are not seen are eternal. New living, or no, message. There's, there's far, more, far more here than meets the eye. The things that we see now are here today, gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. Isn't that good? Huh. Mark chapter 3, verse 14. Jesus. He was so cool. Uh, verse 13. And, and he went up to a mountain and calls unto him uh, whom he would, and they came unto him. He called his disciples up there for a meeting. And he ordained 12 that they should be with him. Number one. Our number one thing to do for Jesus is to be with him. That's what he wanted. He said that it should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach. Well, no, no, no. He, yeah, after you spend some time with him, he's going to send you out. But if you don't spend any time with him, then you just went. Right? Don't get quiet on me. Please. He said, he sent them forth to preach, verse 15, and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. So everything else happened, but there, there was a relationship established first. His number one thing for us is to be with him. 
Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 17 in New Living Translation, Annette. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles to Jerusalem. Walking seven miles? I can drive that. I'm not walking that. Come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uber. <laughs> Verse 14, as they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. And as they, talk, they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. Could you imagine how many times have we been talking to strangers unaware? They didn't know. Verse 16, but God kept them from recognizing him. And he asked him, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? Verse 27, Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining uh, from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Verse 28, by this time, they were nearing Emmaus. And at the end of their journey, Jesus acted as if he was going to go on. But they begged him, stay the night with us since it's getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and he blessed it. When he, it's good to pray over your food. You know that, right? Especially this day and age, you better be praying. Glory to God. Uh, he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly, verse 31, their eyes are open and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. Why did he do that? He didn't want their faith to fail. Verse 32, then they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? Does not your heart burn? For him? Huh? There should be some kind of a, you know, in, come on, we had an illustrated sermon today with worship. It was so rich. Tears. I'm looking around. There was like Niagara Falls. It was awesome. Our hearts burn. Okay, last set of verses. Matthew chapter 9, please. This is going to be out of the Message Bible. Matthew 9, 27, out of the message. And it says to become what you believe. Become what you believe. Verse 27, as Jesus left the house, he was followed by two blind men crying out, mercy, son of David, mercy on us. When Jesus got home, the blind men went in with him. <laughs> Could you imagine? Okay, they're following him as he's going home. Jesus can see, but they can't. Here are these guys tripping all over each other, but they're still following them. Right? When Jesus got home, the blind men went, went in with him, and Jesus said to him, do you really believe I can do this? And they said, why? Yes, master. He touched their eyes, and he says, become what you believe. Today, become what you believe. It happened. They saw. Imagine. That's what it says in the message. I didn't make that up. I read this. Um, grace is the God-given power to be what God wants us to be, to do what God wants us to do, and to have what God wants us to have. I thought that was the coolest, uh, uh, the, the coolest definition for the word of grace. The God-given power to be what God wants us to be, to do what God wants us to do, and to have what God wants us to have. Last verse. Amos chapter 9, 
Verse 13. Uh, in the Message Bible, it says, Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. That should be our decree. It won't be long now. Our prosperity is coming, and it won't be long now. Our kids are coming home, and it won't be long now. Come on. That's the ticket. That's what we do. It won't be long now. God's decree. These things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. Woo! One thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I will make everything right again for my people, Israel. Why? It won't be long now. Hallelujah. That thing you've been believing God for, it won't be long now. This is how we roll. Hallelujah. There's a prophecy that Doc Barclay said, and I came across this the other day, and I thought, oh, man. Listen to this. Because we're talking about the call of the service. And you have an opportunity to be courageous or discourageous. Good word. Let's go with door number one. But listen to this. Try to say it the way Doc said it. There is not one enemy that you can name that I'm more powerful and have not ready, already defeated in the history of my being, says the Lord. I'm going to take care of you. I'm the one that called you. I'm the one that fixed you. I'm the one that cleaned you up. I'm the one that has invested in you. I am the one who has anointed you. I am the one who has ordained you. You are my son. You are my daughter. And there will be no enemy triumph in your life, says the Lord. Bam! No one. Not even one. Hallelujah. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.